Now I'm not talking about excessive greed The kind that puzzled the scribes and Pharisees The Jay Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk Saturdays at 8 a.m. Sundays at 11 a.m. Here on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM 1240 a.m. and 92.5 FM Now here's your host, Jay Garvin This segment is brought to you by Empire Title, Bill McAfee, your best of the best Colorado Springs gold winner. Money that you did not necessarily earn. Rainy days seem to wind up sunny. As long as you got a little spending money. Well, good morning, radio listeners and podcast gatherers. I am Jay Garvin's. You've tuned into or ended up at or the dial was at KRDO for the Jay Garvin Show. And I'm excited about the hour that you and I have together where every week I come to you, not with interviews, not with call-ins, not with any other agenda than giving you some content on a subject near and dear to my heart, and that's home and mortgages, where we talk about real estate, where we talk about the money to get it, We talk about the greatest country in the world where the common man and the common woman can own their own property. I've done radio shows in the past about how financing is in uh, Korea and in Japan and in Germany and in France and in Mexico and all around the world. It's very, very different than it is here in the United States, and I'm privileged every week, month, and year to bring this conversation to you. Hopefully, it adds some light on the topic at hand today. It's going to be, drumroll, Matt, residual income. See, I want to help you take a creative approach to building residual income. And you can get a hold of me personally. I come at this from a perspective as a lender. I'm a licensed loan originator right here in Colorado Springs. I'm also licensed in nine other states now. That's a conversation for another radio show. But you can get a hold of me at 719-330-1457. And I will rattle off the states for you. Not only can I help you in the state of Colorado, but I'm helping customers, buyers, Individuals refinancing right now in great states like Florida, Tennessee, South Carolina, New Mexico, if you have property there, Texas, of course, South Dakota, Wyoming, and Montana. I probably forgot one or two, but those are a lot of the states that my team, Garvin's Group of Churchill Mortgage, is licensed, and I'd love to walk you through your next purchase or refinance transaction. And I was really trying to understand the magic and why I get so passionate about real estate because some people would say that I'm kind of a houseaholic. I'm really trying to focus now on paying off the houses that we do have as we speak. I literally just sold our first two townhomes up in Woodland Park. There may be one more available if you're interested, but I believe seven out of eight are under contract. Two out of eight are sold. And uh, there may be one left, but I love real estate. I think the conversation started years ago with my father who knew nothing about real estate. And this is where I'm going to go with this show about residual and a background is that the only house or houses my father ever owned were the ones that we lived in. And we are very blessed to be part of that 60 to 65 percent of Americans that grew up in a home ownership family. But other than a cabin upstate Wisconsin and the house we lived in, 
he never had any interest, nor did he build wealth in a large part through real estate. He did it all through the stock market. He did it through his pensions. He did it through his retirement. That was quite common 30 years ago, but he focused to the level of laser focus on companies and stocks of the companies he worked for, Johnson Controls, North American Phillips, and he owned stocks, and he studied, and he worked, and he formed himself a residual income. And that's the topic of today's show. See, my mother and father saved their money, took their inheritances, took their earned income, which I'm going to talk to you about the different forms of income today, and he focused on one primary financial retirement goal, and that was to acquire stocks in good companies that he actually worked for and had the ability to either make them better or in some cases when they went down or they shrunk or they got smaller, he had more control and more foresight on what to look at. So that is an example where he saved probably $250,000 and that turned into over decades of split stocks, reinvestment, dividends, which I'll explain, it came to be about $4 million, $5 million in stocks in this particular company. And here's the point. It kicked out fifty dollars to $60,000 a year of residual dividend. He didn't sell any pile of his money. He actually earned a dividend off the ownership in the stock he had. Well, fast forward, my wife and I are 40-some years old. We've got no debt. We just went through a hardship in our marriage. We didn't have a lot of cash on hand. We we spent that cash keeping the marriage and the relation together. And I had a prayer and a vision and said, how can I create $6,000 a month of income in a residual sense? Poof. It was the vision that I came up with that's called the three little houses. And I helped over 150 families do this, and I want to share this with you today, but more specifically, an overall view of income in general, the specifics of residual income, and how you can apply it in different areas of your life. But I'm going to go laser-focused down one of the six or seven only means of real residual income through real estate. And we accomplished that, my wife and I, by buying her one investment property for $200,000, that by the time we paid it off in 15 years, I knew it would have a $2,000 a month rent, and we would own the house outright. We would have gross income of $2,000 of rent on an asset we would never have to sell or tap into the equity. We would keep ownership of that, just like people keep ownership of blue-chip stocks that give you a dividend, and then we would simply repeat the process three times. So now my wife has three investment properties. All of them are owned outright, and they each produce $2,000 or more a month, which I'll go into, but through three separate purchases with less than $75,000 down on each house, we had over $210,000 of our invested money, and then we leveraged a 15-year mortgage and a renter who was helping us pay while we were offering them a tremendous service, and we took that $210,000 of down payments and turned it into three houses that we own outright that are well beyond $1.2 million, but they produce $2,000 a month residual income, 6000 total, or $72,000 a year of what I call chewing gum money for my wife. While she's planning to 
spend time with her children and unborn grandchildren, she has a residual income of $72,000 a year in the simplest of form. So that's what I want to talk about today. I'm going to do it three ways. I'm going to talk about what type of income there is out there. Then I'm going to specifically say what type of real estate residual income is out there. And we're just going to peel it apart and talk. And I encourage you to call me at 719-330-1457 or go to churchillcolorado.com. Look for the Jay Garvin's team. Click on that in Colorado Springs. And I would love to have a conversation with you. I'll be back right after these important messages. You're listening to The Jay Garvin Show. Long as you got a little spending money. Give me some spending The Jay Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m., Sundays at 11 a.m., here on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m., and 92.5 FM. We're back with your home mortgage Jedi, Jay Garvin's. This segment is brought to you by Arrow Moving and Storage. Radio listeners, Jay Garvin's for segment two on residual income. Today, I'm talking about income in general, more specifically residual income. But then after that, I'm going to peel apart the specific residual income that I want to talk about, and that's rental residual income in real estate. After that, I'm going to give you general applicable pathways or means for you to get into real estate. Real estate has not come and gone, my friends. Real estate has went from $178,000 median price in Colorado Springs to $450,000. And if you think it's frozen in time where it's never going to go higher, it's just a naive approach. I want to help educate you. We have the largest generation in the history of the world. I'm going to talk about the millennial surge of consumer behavior next week, but there's 87 million consumers that are coming of age. That's just a fact. The largest birth years in the last 20 years were 1989, 1990, 91, and 92, when there was over 4 million babies born every year. That was the first time it happened since 1954 to 1964 when the baby boomers exploded for 10 straight years after World War II. And the median age of buying a first home in the United States is 34 years old. So it's simple insurance-type actuary numbers. That is very simple. If you take someone born in 1989 and you add 34 years to that, well, it's pretty simple. It's going to be 2023, 2024, 25, and 2026 that are some of the largest growth years in real estate. Your median price on your home isn't going to be 450000 by 2025. It's going to be 550000 in El Paso County. I've been predicting it accurately for the last 10 years. I'm not going to stop now. By 2031, where there will be a tapering off thereafter, Colorado Springs will have a median price of over $675,000. I think it's going to reach 700000 for your average home. Boulder's already there. California's been there, and now it's tapering off. Colorado Springs and Colorado in general have been a big shift, dynamic movement towards the West Coast, similar to Seattle, Oregon, Portland, California, you know, all the cities from San Francisco down to San Diego. But let's talk about income, income in the generalist of terms. 
And if you've got questions about income as we talk about this, or you just have a simple question about, hey, Jay, you've mentioned or talked about the refinance mortgage or the makeover mortgage or what I call the extreme makeover mortgage where I can use my equity to eliminate the rest of my unsecured debt, that student loan debt, credit card debt, car debt, plus save a net of $500 to $1,000 a month, then make the strong decision to shorten the term of your loan from the 26 years you have left down to 15. I have helped dozens of families do all of that, and they're still paying out less money every month in bills than before they refinanced. But you have to understand income and mortgages and debt in order to do that. So Dave Ramsey would say the most efficient, common source of income in the world, the one that helps you the most survive and build wealth in life, is your earned income. That's the first type of income. And there's not 400 or 500 different types of income. There's only six to eight types of income depending on what category you put them in. So here they are. I just mentioned the first one, earned income is one of your types of income. You also have business income, which I'll go into. You have investment income. You have dividend income. You have rental income, the one that I'm going to talk most about in the third and fourth segment of today, whether you're listening on Saturday or Sunday. Then there's capital gains income. And then finally, there's royalties and licensing income. So... Some of the simplest of terms, let's look. I'm with a mortgage company. I am with Churchill Mortgage. I've been with Churchill Mortgage for over five years now. We help people fund mortgages. You buy a house, you refinance your house, Churchill Mortgage gives you the money. But wait, during the great pandemic, the Chinese virus, the COVID-19, for reasons too long to describe on the show, we had to shift from a lender who would fund our mortgages and then package them up in bigger packages of like 5 to $10 million of mortgages and sell them to a servicing company, we actually, Churchill Mortgage, we now fund and service 70% of our conventional loans. Over 2,300 clients and over 10 to $12 billion that we earn interest income for the right for you to have a house. And someone once told me, it's nice that the bank lets you take your car home every night because they still own it. So if you've got a loan on your car, the bank owns that car, but they're allowing you to take it home while you're paying them interest for doing it. The same thing with mortgage. Your mortgage company allows you to sleep in your house while they technically own it until you pay that mortgage off. And that's interest income. You can have a promissory note. I've done that. Have a promissory note where I lend someone $1,000 and ask for $1,100 back, and that $100 is a residual earned interest income. So I didn't have to do anything after the lending fact. See, earned income, we have to go to work every day. I tell people when they call, hey, how, what are you up to? I'm like, well, I'm still at the mine breaking rocks because I love mortgage, but I have to go to the the branch or my computer or a client and complete a mortgage to get paid. I'm only as good as my last mortgage closing. Real estate agent is only as good as their last closed transaction. Car is the same. People who work for government, they have a more consistent income, but there's less potential for extreme growth. I can work harder in the year and my earned income 
can be $100,000 higher than it was the year before, or the economy can get difficult like it did in 2018 or 2020, and I can either make $150,000 less in a year or $150,000 more in a year. But with these forms of income here, with interest income, you don't have to do extra work. Another one is business income. Real estate helps a lot of middle-class people become middle-class millionaires. But all of the billionaires do it through business income. The Mark Zuckerbergs, the Warren Buffetts, the Bill Gates, the uh, Elon Musk, the Walton family. All of those are business income, not only in the form of creating the business, which you can do that as well. My wife and I did that to a small degree with Garvin's Mortgage Group. We built that, and then we took that entity and partnered and sold it to Churchill. And now Churchill, as a group of 800 employees, in turn has purchased our own company from Mike Hartwick, the founder. And now we are business owners again, getting business income. But as the company grows, I can go to sleep and the rest of the company can grow residually or independent from my efforts, just like Mark Zuckerberg has done with Facebook and the stories go on. The next one is dividend income, which I told you with stocks. You can buy a Procter & Gamble stock, $100,000 a Procter & Gamble stock, and you can get tens of thousands of dollars a year just off the profits of that company that come back to its shareholders in a residual nature. We're a privately owned company, and we have stocks distributed every year, and there is a future with dividends in even a privately held company like Churchill. Now you have capital gains income. Capital gains income is when you buy a piece of land, it increases in value. You buy a business, it increases in value. Once you sell it, you have a capital gain. And then lastly, the one that's exploding the most that I'm going to touch on today, but I'm not going to get into, is the royalties and licensing income. I mean, have any of you out there as a radio listener, have you even heard of an NFT? I know Matt, my producer, hasn't, but that's what's called a non-fungible token. People buy this digital art for $200 online, and I have someone who I know very well, less than 30 years old, who sold an NFT for $90,000. He didn't do anything. The picture just got more popular. You have Christine Aguilera that does a CD, or you have Bongino that does a podcast. Those are royalties when people plug into that. But what I'm going to focus on most of all today is rental residual income. Because even with royalties, I can start selling my podcasts. Uh, maybe I will someday. People make a lot of money. You just need to look up the name. I didn't even know who she was, this Charlie D'Amelio. Yeah, she's worth $10 million, and she's the age of my son at 17, 18 years old. So royalties are out there, but real estate is something that I know. I promise you, with my guidance, I can make any one of you financially independent with real estate if you just do what I ask over the next five years. I've done it over 150 times with couples, and that's what I'm going to talk about after the break. If you take five years to build a residual income that will be with you forever, whether you're driving a truck, drinking a cup of coffee, or sleeping at night. So don't go anywhere as I continue the conversation today on the Jay Garvin Show about residual income. I'll be back after these important messages. Our best things in life are free, but you can give them to the birds and bees. I need fun. 
Jay Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m., Sundays at 11 a.m., here on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m., and 92.5 FM. We're back now. Here's Jay Garvin's. Hey, where's the meat? Well, thanks so much for sticking with me. I'm Jay, your host. You're listening to The Jay Garvin Show, and I'm going to jump right back into my conversation with you. Nobody else. It's just two to three to maybe eight minutes for me to really help you understand residual income as it applies to owning real estate. You can get a hold of me at 719-330-1457. That's my direct number. You also can go to churchillcolorado.com. ChurchillColorado.com. Look for the Colorado Springs team. Click on my picture. By golly, you can click on Ken Smith's picture or Sabrina's picture. We have a, a group of six of us that work collectively together to help about 200 families a year get a slice or better navigate the biggest American dream alive, and that's home ownership. See, home ownership is not equal across every country in the world. Did you know that in Korea you can't get a 30-year mortgage? When you buy a house in Korea, you have to buy it on a five-year conventional loan, and that's why they have what are called money groups, where people pool money together to pay off houses, and there's a lot of risk in that. If you go over to Russia or to China, you just can't get a 30-year mortgage that's sponsored or backed by Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac or Ginnie Mae or Ellie Mae or insured by the FHA or guaranteed by the VA. See, this is a very, very, very unique attribute of the American economy that you actually can build an asset and leverage someone else's money. It's very foolishly to do it highly leveraged. I'm a guy that likes to put, and I have the capability, a lot of my clients have the capability to put 20 to 30% down on a house and then get a 15-year mortgage that's little to no leverage. And then your tenant pays your mortgage pays down your principal, and it's like having a company or a team member that's paying you while you service that individual and provide them with a wonderful, warm place to live. So I talked about, before the break, the seven different types of income. And, of course, that's earned income, business income, interest income, dividend income, rental income, ding, 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 capital gains income, and then royalty and licensing income. Now I'm going to talk about rental income and really kind of unpack this because even if you look at rental income, and I know I've only got 60% of the picture, if you look at all rental incomes, the big boys understand someone owns every building in Colorado Springs, and we're a small city. Understand that in America right now, if you just take the residential properties, just the residential properties, there's well over $25 trillion in just private residences in the United States. $25 trillion, that's with a T, that's not a billion. There's over 144 structures just in Colorado Springs, El Paso County. So let's do that. If the median home price in Colorado Springs is 450000 I'm doing this on the air right now, times 144,000 structures, there is over $64 billion, $64 billion, closer to $65 billion of real estate just in El Paso County. 
And we're nothing compared to Arapaho or Denver or even Boulder County, certainly not San Francisco or New York. New York has so much value. San Francisco has so much value that families don't even have a realistic chance of owning real estate in New York City. I mean, maybe you might be able to buy an apartment. You're certainly not going to be able to buy a house or a penthouse. They're tens of millions of dollars each, and they're not that grandiose. Where you can go to somewhere like Peoria, Illinois, or South Dakota, Rapid City, and buy a house, or Minong, Wisconsin, and buy a house relatively affordably. So if you look at commercial, and commercial and rental income, and rental residual income, you have all the office buildings downtown, you've got all of the retail buildings, you have the malls, which are kind of a dinosaur of the past, but now you have all the warehousing and all of your trades and manufacturing. And then on top of that, look at all the storage units. Storage units are a huge thing that people are investing in. And then you have malls, retail strips, and et cetera, et cetera. That's just commercial. That's enormously more than even residential. And if you look in the Gazette, they're planning another 25-story and an 11-story right downtown by the Olympic Museum. But I'm not going to go into that. I'm not even going to go into multifamily. If you look at multifamily, quote-unquote, commercial, if you look at these enormous apartment buildings and apartment developments of 340 apartments all over town that are selling for million a piece. We haven't even got to residential yet. I'm just trying to give you a scope of how huge real estate is, and all you have to do is focus on one tiny slice of this pie that's got over 400, 500, 600 pieces in it, and that one focus can change your life. You've got small apartments. A good friend of mine, Daryl, and his wife bought a small apartment, just 20, 30 units, and that's just something they own on the side. My friend Mike just owns our building, Sun Plaza. Just, hey, honey, I bought a building today. But then you have all the condo developments. I'm telling you folks, I just built an eight-townhome unit, and I have a full new appreciation for builders and contractors and what that has taken me over two years to accomplish that. Now, we had COVID in between, so the Lord made it interesting for me. But I have 400 people that I could tell you that I interacted with on this building just this last week on Thursday up in Teller County, the clerk and recorder. I could not have been successful on Thursday if it wasn't for Jessica and Frankie, two wonderful gals going in every day and helping people file with the clerk and recorder of Teller County, Platts, HOA and party wall declarations, all of this stuff, or Michael over in the assessor's office or Sharon in the treasurer's office. These are just speckles, people that have their whole life serving for just one tiny part, and this is why they call United States a home ownership economy, because we haven't even got to your and my main topic. There's mobile home parks. There's fourplexes. Justin Hermes with Real Estate Realities, I believe he's done this with over 25 people this year. Made them overnight millionaires by buying one fourplex for $500,000. They'll pay it off. It's going to be a million dollars by 2031. There's no doubt. It'll be $2,500 a month rent in each one. Someone will make $10,000 a month because they leveraged $100,000 or $50,000 to buy one property. But I'm not even going to talk about that today. What I'm going to talk about is just residential income. Now, 
I'm not going to talk about development and neighborhoods and the money behind that with Challenger Homes, Classic Homes, the endless number of homes. Brian Barr, great guy. Uh, Jeff Smith, wonderful guy. Um, others are running those companies now. But those are residential developers at a high level. Brian Barr has even went in more to some multifamily, to some small buildings like 22 Spruce, things like that. These are just one or two individuals in a small city. Any one of those individuals, to include me, would have coffee with you if you called me. Tag, you're it. My phone doesn't ring off the hook. I maybe talk to five of you on a busy week, maybe 20 of you in a month at the most, because I'm a tiny, tiny fish. Doing a radio show once a week, airs on Saturday and Sunday, been doing it for 10 years, and I'm amazed at the number of people that don't call me. Now, because I am who I am, don't be weird, don't stalk me. I've got a son trying to get into college and a, and a daughter that just had a bad hair day last night. I shouldn't say that because she doesn't have bad days, but they have their dance days, their school days. I'm normal. I'm typical, just like you. Not 5'10", not 5'11", not blue eyes, not brown eyes, not blonde hair, not brown hair, not 200 pounds, not 180. I'm just like that generic dude in the airport that everybody just says, hey, Bob, haven't seen you since high school. I'm like, if I see Bob, I'll tell him hi. My name's Jay. But you have a chance to call me, and this is what I want to talk about. Buying one house. If you have an adult child or a neighbor or a relative or a coworker that doesn't own a house, as an individual listening to my show, you can change their life. Tag your it by just having them introduced to me. Simple, 330-1457. Now, if you own a home, I'm going to challenge you. I think you should own one more home, just one. Buy a new home if... Your husband doesn't want you to move, then you buy a standalone single-family investment property for $300,000. Make two grand a month in rent and take the next 15 years. If you're 50 now, by the time 65, you pay it off. If you're 55 now, by 70, you pay it off. And then you've got another Social Security check your whole life. If you are open to moving, I think that's the smarter way. Take your existing home and don't sell it. Call me. At 719-330-1457, I'll help you buy a new house and show you steps A through Z on how to turn your current home into a rental property with residual income. And you already know the house. You already know the squeaky doors. You know how old the furnace is. There is no fear. You're very familiar with it. But the unfamiliarity is when you actually have to move. So tag, you're it. And that's it. I'm having my first investment property class next week, and it's not open to you, the radio listeners. It's just open to four couples that have either accomplished the vision of what I call the three little houses, which I'm going to go into the next segment. The three little houses changed their life. Over 150 couples have had their life changed by one concept, the three little houses. But there's two other couples that are there that have just done the extreme makeover mortgage. They've prepared their platform financially, so they can dip their toe in the conversation of residual rental income. Now, I am going to have another one in January. So I'm telling you, if you're serious right now, and I have so many friends, Matt, if you're listening, Doug, if you're listening, Leanne, if you're listening, Jeannie, if you're listening, there's so many. You can call me. Sue did call me at 330-1457 if you're interested in coming to one of my investment property classes. I'll be back right after these important messages to finish up residual income. 
Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m., Sundays at 11 a.m., here on KRDO News Radio, 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m., and 92.5 FM. We're back with your home mortgage best friend, Jay Garvin's. We want to pop you With me, I am Jay. You're listening to the Jay Garvin Show right here on Caradio News Radio. I'm finalizing the fourth segment with a conversation today about residual income, more specifically, residual rental property income. If you're just tuning in, I'm a licensed loan originator. I have been so since 2009, since licensing started. I've been originating loans since 1998 helped over 16,000 families, and that's not what's special. What's special is I've helped over 1,100, over 1,100 families buy an investment property, and that makes them weird because 40% of all Americans have some type of access and involvement and investment into the market, stock market, 401Ks, IRAs, Roths, everything and anything. But there's less than... 11 million people in the whole country that are rental property owners. And get this, 3 to 4 million of those are what you call accidental investors. Someone that inherited a house, a military member that moved to Fort Bragg but couldn't sell it. Grandma uh, gets ill, you move in and you take over. All of those ways you accidentally backed into investment property ownership. That means in a country of over 325 million people and growing, there's less than 8 to 9 million that are proactive investors that planned to have a tax return with a Schedule E. That's who I'm talking to today. I want you to become that person. That's my legacy. Over 150 of you listening have purchased three or more properties. And I told you in the last break I would explain what the three little houses concept is. First, I'm just going to run through seven types of income in the world not 30, not 100, there's earned income, business income, investment income, dividend income, rental income, capital gains, royalties, licensing. You can get really intense and even add in a true pension or retirement income. Like I'm military and I don't have to do anything more to get a couple thousand dollars a month because I served my country until I retired and now I receive an income. Now I had to go to work for 15 plus years in order to get that right, like you would as a teacher with Para or any other companies that still have pensions. Everybody else is just limited to investment income, which is piles of money in 401ks. But dividends and business income and royalties. I mean, do you guys know there's there's royalties on books, on CDs, on wave files, on cell phone towers, windmills, blogs, you can do an app on your phone and get a residual income. There's all sorts of stuff that you can do. You can get your your car wrapped and drive around and make money now in America. My big takeaways are this. 
as I go down and explain now the rental residual income in the three little houses is that I've just been blown away. I mean, I have a good friend of mine, Austin, who sells cars, who told me, hey, I just made $90,000 on an NFT. And I'm like, what in the world is an NFT? I, I, the closest thing I could even remember is it's like a digital file. It's a picture that some artist creates in a computer. And they're actually called non-fungible tokens. I mean, research it. I'm such a dinosaur. I'm not even on social media, let alone on these websites. But people are taking a $100 NFT that they buy, and they're selling it for $10,000 or $90,000. This is real. It's happening all the time. Also, I mean, if you've never heard of the name Charlie D'Amelio, I'm probably not even pronouncing that right. This is like the number one TikTok sensation that hit 50 million and then 100 million viewers. She's a 17, 18-year-old dancer. She's worth 8 to $10 million now in different accessories, clothing, dance, videos, endorsements, all of this stuff. And my point is this, the big takeaway, just pick one thing. It might not even be real estate. I hope it is because I can teach you. Start to study and mentor. And if you don't have financial independence in the United States, it's simply because you're not educated enough or you're not energetic enough. And if you're dumb, just pull the Velcro off the back of your head on the couch and read a book. Learn something. And if you're lazy with a bag of chips on your belly, laziness can be fixed just by getting up and moving. So those are both just habits. So I want to be the one that passionately helps you. But I could only help you in one area, real estate. And this is it. Pretty simple. If you don't have a house, stop, drop, and roll. Find out what it takes to get a house. The younger, the better. If you help your kids get a house before they're 25, they've beat the system by more than 10 years. My kids are already buying houses before millennials with my guidance and with their own money that we've spent their college money on houses. Oh, well, we spent 50000 and now that house is worth a half a million. We are nothing special. We all can get another job. We won't die. There's plenty of jobs out there. But after you buy a house, just consider the three little houses concept. Over the next three to five to ten years, you choose. I've had some people that have done it in 12 months to 18 months. You buy one house, you put $75,000 down. You buy another house, you put $75,000 down. You buy a third house, put $75,000, maybe $100,000 down. You put renters in there, you pay off the mortgages, and you have a residual income of $6,000 a month or $72,000 a year, and that's even before we start to explode the concept. I have not talked about short-term rentals. I've not talked about corporate rentals. My wife turned $14,000 a year in residual income on one property in Patty Jewett into $50,000 a year for a vacation cabin in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. And you say, what? Where's Pigeon Forge? Well, it's right by Knoxville, and you can do it, but it has to start with one thing. Focus on something, grab a mentor, start to research. And if it's not real estate, let it be stocks. Just, if you want, let it be NFTs. Let it be whatever you want, because then you can do that fabled step of building wealth and giving away graciously. My wife and I are giving to Life Network a cause 
that is very important to us in a single check more than I ever made in a year as an officer and a pilot on active duty. I don't tell you that to brag. That's my heart, to give it away back to a cause I believe in, and you can do the same. So call me at 719-330-CAPTIVATE-YOUR-OWN-CAUSE, and let me help you. Go to churchillcolorado.com, choose the Colorado Springs team, click on my fancy picture. You can get into my calendar underneath 719-330-1457. Look forward to speaking with you live or next week. You've been listening to The Jay Garvin Show, and as I say at the end of every show, go grow and prosper. Tell someone close to you that you love them because that's all that matters in the end. Pray to God he'd deliver. You would find your passion, your purpose, and calling because that's what I found in you, the radio listener. Someone that I would sow into just because you have value to me. God bless and have a great week. You've been listening to The Jay Garvin Show. I might walk a little funny, but my walk is me. I might stutter when I talk, but I say what I see. I don't agree with every other little thing that's proven. I do a lot of things that I shouldn't be doing. The proceeding was a paid program on KRDO News Radio. KRDO News Radio does not confirm nor deny the validity or accuracy of the information contained in this program. And the views expressed do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff and management of KRDO News Radio.